Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of Literature at the Beach, also known as Lit at the Beach. I'm Aziza Gomez, and I'll be your host and narrator for today. Lit at the Beach is a special series we are bringing in this month for Women's History Month, where we will be going over great books written by great female authors, some of which have been banned in certain areas. So now, let's dive into the book I couldn't put down for five days. The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. The Bluest Eye is not one story, but multiple, sometimes uncomfortable, interlocking stories. Characters tell stories to make sense of their lives, and these stories have tremendous power for both good and evil. The book begins with nine-year-old Claudia and ten-year-old Frida Magteer living in Lorraine, Ohio. It is the end of the Great Depression, and the girl's parents are more concerned with making ends meet than with lavishing attention upon their daughters. There is a subtle layer of love and stability in their home, though. The McTeers take in a boarder named Henry Washington, and also a young girl named Pecola. Pecola's father has tried to burn down his family's house, and Claudia and Frida feel bad for her. Pecola loves Shirley Temple, believing that whiteness is beautiful and that she is ugly. The Bluest Eye has frequently landed on the American Library's Association's list of most challenged books due to its, quote, offensive language, sexually explicit material, and controversial issues, as well as depicting child sexual abuse that has been said to be unsuited for the age group. When asked about her motivations for writing The Bluest Eye in an interview, Morrison claimed that she wanted to remind readers, quote, how hurtful racism is and that people are apologetic about the fact that their skin is so dark. Reminiscing about her own experience, she recalled, quote, When I was a kid, we called each other names, but we didn't think it was serious, that you could take it in. Expanding on this point of self-esteem, Morrison elaborated that she wanted to, quote, speak on behalf of those who didn't catch that they were beautiful right away. She was deeply concerned about the feelings of ugliness. As seen throughout the bluest eye, this idea of ugliness is conveyed through a variety of characters. For example, Pecola, the main character, wishes for blue eyes as a way to escape the oppression that results from her having dark skin. Through Pecola's characterization, Morrison seeks to demonstrate the negative impact racism can have on one's self-esteem and worth. As she concluded in her interview, She wanted people to understand what it was like to be treated that way. Toni Morrison is a prolific author. She wrote 11 novels as well as children's books and essay collections. The Bluest Eye was her first novel published in 1970, and she was the first African-American woman to win the Nobel Prize in Literature. She has won many awards, including the prestigious Presidential Medal of Freedom for her prose full of moral and emotional intensity. The way Morrison writes about the hardships of Pecola and other characters is so lyrical and she uses a tone that is distinct, precise, and true to the characters telling them. It made the novel more heart-wrenching to read because you know that every character has sad motives for their behavior in the story of Pecola's unfortunate life. I will now be reading a passage from page 190 to 191 from The Bluest Eye which I believe is a very significant passage to the book. More strongly than my fondness for Pecola, I felt a need for someone to want the black baby to live. 
just to counteract the universal love of white baby dolls, Shirley Temples, and Maureen Peels. And Frida must have felt the same thing. We did not think of the fact that Bacola was not married. Lots of girls had babies who were not married. And we did not dwell on the fact that the baby's father was also Bacola's father too. The process of having a baby by any male was uncomprehensible to us. At least she knew her father. We thought only of this overwhelming hatred for the unborn baby. We remembered Miss Breedlove knocking Pacola down and soothing the pink tears of the frozen doll baby that sounded like the door of our icebox. We remembered the knuckled eyes of school children under the gaze of meringue pie and the eyes of these same children when they looked at Pacola. Or maybe we didn't remember. We just knew. We had defended ourselves since memory against everything and everybody, considered all speech a code to be broken by us, and all gestures subject to careful analysis. We had become headstrong, devious, and arrogant. Nobody paid us any attention, so we paid very good attention to ourselves. Our limitations were not known to us. Not then. Our only handicap was our size. People gave us orders because they were bigger and stronger. So it was with confidence, strengthened by pity and pride, that we decided to change the course of events and alter a human life. So there you have it. Once you read the book, which I highly recommend, you will understand the significance of this passage more and maybe you'll get goosebumps too like I did. This passage voices the sympathy Claudia feels for Bacola and other black children in her situation. If you are interested at all, you can find this book literally anywhere. It is on the library catalog, so you can check it out there. Local bookstores like Belcanto Books also have the bluest eye, and you can pre-order it from their website. And that's it for today. I hope you guys do read The Bluest Eye and enjoy the eye-opening literature of Toni Morrison. I also hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Lit at the Beach and make sure to follow us on our platforms and subscribe to this podcast. Check in next week where we will have a different host for Lit at the Beach. Have a great day and happy Women's History Month.